Pure Encouragement community, welcome to the Pure Encouragement podcast, to episode 40, where I get to have an extraordinary conversation today with my good friend, Quinn Ryan. He currently plays professional hockey for the Worcester Railers in the ECHL, and we get to have an amazing conversation today about his story, about things he's gone through, and things he's currently going through, winning with confidence, overcoming challenges like a concussion, and other injuries, and trades, and he is just a warrior for Jesus, living it out, competing at the highest level. And I pray today encourages you. Before we dive in, I want to invite you to an event coming up on November the 14th. We started doing pure encouragement training sessions, and this one is going to be about how to overcome the fear of failure and the fear of what people think. Everybody's invited. All ages are invited. Youth and pro level are invited, and we want you to come. We put people in breakout groups, and we discuss some empowering truths that are going to help you compete with confidence and and excellence and impact lives for eternity. So I pray you come. It's completely free. Everybody's invited. We'll see you on November the 14th. If you want to get signed up, you can find information in the show notes below and invite a friend. We'll see you then. Friends, I pray today's story encourages you. Let's go. Thank you for joining today. Let's have a blast, man. Uh, I can't wait to have you on the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm excited to have a good conversation and uh, just talk about some good stuff, some some uh, sports, and just our relationships and our walk with Christ. It's going to be exciting. Can't wait. Man, it's, it's awesome. It's awesome. So before we dive into where you're at currently, bring us up to speed. How did you become a competitor for Christ? So, I mean, I, I came to know Christ when I was probably middle school age, elementary, is when I started really finding out more about Christianity and who Christ was, because my parents actually came came to Christ later in their life when I was probably around five to seven years old. So it wasn't really part of my early um, childhood, but they brought it in a little bit later. And so that's when I really started to understand it and, and learn about it. But I wouldn't really say I was a believer. Um, I would say in middle school is when I accepted Christ. And then, but at that age, especially through high school, you go through so many things and you, you know, you're, your identity is is who knows where, you know, just anything that is going to make you feel that satisfaction for a little bit or just get you that attention or be liked. And for me, that was hockey. And um, you know, that's where I found my identity growing up. I know you talk about identity all the time. And that just really controlled me. And if I did well, then I was happy. If I wasn't doing well or didn't make the team, you know, I was depressed. Um, but I would say... Um, Probably when I started going to Liberty University, where I, where I went to college and played there, is is when I really started to, to play for Christ and not let hockey become my identity and, and have my identity in Christ. And hockey is just a, a gift that I get to get to do and get to use that as as a tool. But um, yeah, I say later in my life, definitely probably around 20 years old, is when I really started playing the sport for Christ and not for myself. So knowing you and knowing some of your story, you know, you started playing roller hockey, uh, you eventually got into ice hockey, and like you're saying, identity being a wrestle and a struggle, and then you had other offers for college. You could have gone to some other schools, you had other opportunities, but you felt led to go to Liberty uh, just for some things that God was doing in your heart at that time. Bring us up to speed on that and tell us about that transition to where Christ became the focus point of your career. Yeah, so I was actually, it was the summer right before I went to Liberty. I still hadn't decided where I was going or if I was, because I had another year of juniors left. And like you said, I was talking to some other schools. And I was talking to, uh, to a friend and uh, just kind of like about what I'm going to do because I wasn't sure. And, you know, Liberty was in the picture. And then 
um, I wasn't in a place like a great place with my faith and I wasn't like in a, in a terrible place, but it's not where I should have been. You know, I, I definitely wasn't consistent in the word, consistent in my faith. And I was still seeking that, that validation from outside things, whether it's hockey or people. And I kind of knew, well, not really knew, but in that conversation, it, it came to light that I, I realized if I go, you know, play another year juniors, I go to a secular school, I'm not in a position where I was going to be my, my best self for, for Christ. And, and I was like, and Liberty offers that. And I remember just talking and being like, it was almost became a battle of like, hey, what am I going to pursue here? Am I going to pursue hockey or am I going to pursue Christ? And, you know, it's obviously a very different situation for me. It's different for everyone. Some people, you know, I'm not saying you can't go to a secular school. It's just where I was in my, in my life and my journey with Christ. I knew if I went to that secular school in that environment, I was going to fall short too many times to be able to count. And then I was just like, it kind of just hit me right in that conversation. I was like, this shouldn't even be a question or a debate what I should be chasing. Like, I need to go all in for Christ. And I was like, in fact, if Liberty is, is what's going to do that for me, that's what I'm going to do. So then I remember called Kirk, uh, who's a coach there at Liberty a few days later. And I was like, I want to come. <laughs> I'm coming. So, yeah. I love, I love the guys at Liberty, man. Great, great community. And so you're at Liberty. This, this incredible work happens in your heart to where you make this big faith decision that, that, man, I'm going to chase Jesus and hockey is not my identity. It is the very tool that I use to impact lives. It's something that I do. It's not who I am. And you find this, this kind of separation between where my true identity lies is not in my performance and what people think it's in, it's in Christ. And then hockey becomes the very thing you do. And so you go to Liberty, you crush it, have an incredible four years, and then God opens up this door for you to get to step into pro hockey, which, you know, really is, is something that not a ton of people at Liberty have, have done over, this, over the decades. Uh, and you really pioneered into, you know, some of the higher levels of pro hockey and are setting just an incredible standard for so many of the next generations of guys to come. And here you are, you step in, you get your first stints in the ECHL. And so tell us about stepping into pro hockey and what that's like as a competitor for Christ. Yeah, I think uh, when I went in, my first year was in Utah. I just signed the PTO just to try out um, going into camp, and obviously a lot of unknowns. Actually, when he when I was talking to the coach one of the times right before I came a few weeks, and he he told me he's like, I just want you to know. I don't remember the exact numbers, but he's like, I want you to know. Um, like, I think there's only been like two guys in the past like six to eight years that have made it off a tryout. <laughs> like, just so you like know what to expect. I'm just like. All right, like, and I, it didn't really scare me at all. I just went in. I you know I did a lot of work with Brian Davidson, who's a chaplain down at Liberty for a hockey team, and just like, just having that confidence and, and just prayer with confidence on and off the ice and who you are. And it's just like, if you just go there and, and do your very best, like, it's out of your control. Like, you don't get to decide if you make the team or not, right? So it's just like, there's no point in, in really stressing about it too much as long as you're, you're giving it your all. And that's what I went there and did. And I just, I had confidence who I was as a person and a player. And, just played and fortunately they offered me a contract and I signed with them. So it's awesome, man. So you break the ice, you make the team and and then, like you said, it's a completely different environment. I mean, playing professional hockey, uh, the pressure is different. You're, you know, in many ways, you know, for me, even in my my days, like you don't even realize how much, you know, it really is a big business. Like you, 
you feel the pressure to perform day in and day out. Otherwise, somebody else is going to come in. And it's just the reality of the job. And, yeah. and we love it, but the pressure is high. It feels different than college. You're now in a, in a, in a world where a lot of guys don't know Christ. And as it coming from Liberty, where most people do, and the whole environment is you know, focused on Jesus. Yeah. And, and so this transition happens. How did you stay confident? How did you start living as a competitor for Christ in that new world? Um, I think it just well, it comes, comes back to just being at Liberty. It just it prepared me for that and uh, just living out your faith and being confident in who you are in Christ and knowing that that's all that matters. Just like I have, you know, I have the gift of eternal life. Like I'm not going to be embarrassed about that. I'm going to be proud of it like anyone else would be. If you know, if you find the greatest gift ever, you're going to be proud of it and, and not, uh, not um, you know, shelter it. So that's just how I lived. And you know, guys knew that I was a Christian, wouldn't do certain things or would do certain things. And um, it opens up a lot of conversation, which is great. Like, I love having those conversations with guys. And I was fortunate enough to have a, a lot in Utah, especially with my roommate and, and some of my other friends. So um, it's good. And it's just it's exciting to, to transition from that aspect of where, you know, everyone is not everyone. I guess not everyone's Christian, but, you know, a Christian environment at Liberty where you're just surrounded by that. And it's awesome. And then it's exciting to move into the, to, uh, the world where it's not the focus for everyone and it's just you it, you test your faith a bit and it's it's yep. fun i like it god is so good man dude your, your career has inspired me and uh and but it hasn't come without challenges so let's speak to this a little bit like your your pro career you know you stepped in you make this team you break the ice you pioneer you know coming coming into the the high levels of pro hockey and you you make it out of tryouts which is just extraordinary and and then you know different challenges start coming right you end up getting traded at, at later in the year uh, you end up at a different team and then you know you end up moving to another team after that Tell us about some of these challenges and the injuries that you've had to face um, and where you're at today. Yeah, so I ended up, uh, so two years ago I was in Utah, and last year I ended up in, in Worcester and uh, was able able to do well last year. And, again, it's just being confident in my faith and just, like, whatever happens, happens. And, you know, it's just what I get to do. It's not who I am, so you, you don't dwell on it and it doesn't. you don't let it control you. Um but yeah, there's obviously been a, a ton of challenges that have been hard. It's, it's it's easy to be like, oh yeah, don't worry about it. Like it doesn't matter. But it's like you, you care. Like as a competitor and like an athlete, it bothers you more than you know more than you could ever imagine. But uh, yeah, like last year I had I got a concussion late in the year and I ended up missing the last twenty games. And um, I know right right before that and right after that, and there was a lot of talk of of me possibly going to finish the year in the American League and with Bridgeport and. Um, so it's like obviously a lot of a lot of frustration there. It's just like why does this have to happen now? Um, but yeah, it's just it's just being grounded in the word daily and and surround yourself with that community, whether it's just phone calls with friends and or stuff like that that have similar beliefs. And it's just you can't do it on your own. And, and the Bible's clear about that and how important your your community is. And um, so I think that's just, that's a huge thing. Was a huge thing for me through injury and being able to just you know, stay, stay positive and, uh, through it, but obviously, yeah, really tough. And, um, but yeah, that's kind of so what I, what I hear is that even amidst the struggle of persevering, you're not denying the, the internal battle. Like you're frustrated, even as a Christian, like you're frustrated because you want to make it, you want to yeah. get to this next level and I can resonate with you. And so like that desire to want to, to climb and to move forward. I don't think that's a bad desire. 
But the question is, is does that become the God in our life that we cling to and we hold to? And so what I hear with you is you're surrendering that desire at the same time as you're actually owning how you feel. So yeah. you're frustrated, you're, you're battling through this, but you're also surrendering this to the Lord, which isn't easy, but you're fighting oh. to do it daily. You're processing the emotions that you feel. And this is how you're fighting for confidence is, is by being authentic and being real with God, but surrendering and trusting and leaning in rather than letting this stuff defeat you. And you just become bitter and self-focused and avoiding yeah. what is really going on inside. Yeah, no, definitely. It's, it's, yeah, like I said, it's easy to be like, oh, it doesn't matter. Like God's got you. Like we say that and stuff, but just like, like I said, at the same time, you, you wrestle with that fresh, fresh frustration, you know, and we're, we're human and we have that, our flesh wants the things of the world. And, you know, like my flesh wants hockey more than anything. And um, sometimes, you know, my, my, well, all the time, my flesh is prioritizing hockey over, over Christ. But that's, thankfully, I got the, the Holy Spirit to keep me grounded and, and know, where my priorities are at but yeah it's a it's a real struggle even if you're consistent in your faith and you have a great relationship going on with crisis you're still gonna fight those frustrations bad things happen it's like any other job you have a job and you lose your job you're not gonna be like oh well like christ got me like you're gonna be so mad like you gotta provide for yourself or your family or whatever but so that's just you know how i feel it's it's a real feeling you get frustrated but you know in the end of the day that there is a plan and there is a greater purpose and you just have to to trust in that and, and just be diligent in your faith and your walk with Christ. So you get through the year, you get through this concussion, you get recovered, you train your tail off this summer, and then you get the dream, a dream in your life. You go to American League camp at Bridgeport. It's awesome. You show up and tell us what happens this year. Yeah, it was uh, <laughs> bottom line. It was terrible. <laughs> so yeah, go to camp. Um, it was like actually couple days before camp you know obviously put in a lot of work this this summer and really excited to, to go to the camp and you know you want to make a good impression and, and do your best and um a couple days before i get <laughs> get really sick um have just like you know the chills aches all that good stuff and then after a couple days of that i just started to get these insanely bad headaches i was there at camp now it's like the first day at camp and like my headaches were getting so bad where I couldn't even like walk like 50 feet without having to like stop. And like my, the pain in my head was just insane. And uh, so, you know, obviously they knew about it and they're like, okay, well, obviously I had that concussion in the spring. So we don't want to put you out there with headaches, even if it is just from being sick. Um, we want to be cautious. And, you know, that's not what I want to hear. Like, <laughs> I want to be, be on the ice. And so we have uh, skate Thursday, Friday, Saturday. I'm out for all three of them. And uh, they're just like, yeah, we just want to kind of hold you out and wait until you have no headaches at all before before you go in there. Um, so then we had an off day Sunday, and then feeling pretty good. I was still getting like minor headaches, but I was like, I'm I'm good enough to go. I want to play play on Monday, and then um, they're like, you know, we're just gonna hold you out a little bit longer. Just be sure. I'm like, oh my gosh, like I'm good. Like <laughs> let me go, let me play. And, yeah, so then same thing happened. And I'm fully expecting to skate on Monday, and they say no. And then Tuesday, same thing. They say no again. And I'm like, what is going on? Then Wednesday, they finally let me skate, but just by myself since I hadn't been skating or whatever for the past week. Like, you want to go out there by yourself, see how you feel. Went out there, felt fine. I was just like, yeah, no, I feel good. Like, ready to go. Um, the next day, we had a preseason game, and they're like, 
you're just gonna have you skate again by yourself <laughs> see how you feel i'm like oh my gosh so i skated again by myself felt good um and then we had practice the next day which was friday and then camp ended saturday um which was the last preseason game and then friday i skated with the team for the first time but it was in between preseason games so it was like a 30 minute flow skate and <laughs> just got off the, got off the ice and uh Sent back to Worcester the next day with all the other Worcester guys. They're just like, what a camp. <laughs> just a lot of frustration. Oh, it was a very, very frustrating and boring, boring week. <laughs> <laughs> so tell yeah. us, how do, you, how do you navigate that, right? Like this is a challenge, you know, like we talk about trials and, and as competitors for Christ, these things happen and either adversity is going to motivate us or it's going to defeat us. It's going to, it's going to overwhelm us. But for you, you know, you're persevering through this. It's definitely not easy. It's incredibly frustrating. How yeah. do you, how, how do you manage this? How do you stay confident? How do you deal with your emotions? How'd you do it? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's tough, especially during that week there. I, I didn't even have a roommate either. So I'm like by myself in the hotel room, just like, what am I doing? <laughs> and I remember I was talking to some other guys. I was just like, if they're not going to let me skate, just let me go home. <laughs> I was like, I don't even want to be here. But it was, uh, yeah, it was, it was frustrating. But how to, how to manage it, it's just, you know, again, going back to just being ground in your faith and know that there's a greater plan. And if it's for happening for a reason, you know, you're going to, if, you're meant to be there you're gonna end up there and if, if not then you're not gonna be there it's out of your control and you, you gotta you gotta fight what, what you want versus what god wants and um ultimately his his will is always gonna be better than your own even if you don't think so in the moment so it's yeah, yeah. But it, it, it makes me think there's a uh, there's a verse in psalm 84 uh that would always encourage me where it says that the lord withholds no good thing from those who walk uprightly and for me, and I'm in the middle of my career and things, you know, like this happen and they're unexpected and it's frustrating and you don't understand why this is going on, why the door shut and why, you know, this, we're not getting the opportunities that we dreamed and hoped for. And we struggle to see God's goodness in that moment. It's like that promise of God just speaks right into the heart of it, that God withholds no good thing from those who walk uprightly. And uh, another one for me too, I remember being, I was playing in the ECHL too. And I was in Las Vegas at the time when the team was there and uh, we were playing and I felt like the Lord really prompted my heart with, with, something that in second samuel chapter 12 where uh the prophet nathan comes to david and and basically says to david he said I i'm the one who took you from being a shepherd to make you king over my people israel i'm the one that that gave you your master's house and the master's wives i'm the one that did all of this and he says this he said if all this had been too little i would have given you many more things like these and so for me, you know, being in those moments, like it is so difficult and so frustrating, but those promises were so rich that God withholds no good thing. And at the same time, if all this had been too little, I would have given you many more things like these, right? And there's more promises in Romans 8, 28, that he works all things together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose. But what you allude to in your story, Quinn, which is so interesting, is like, the fight is to surrender to that. Yeah. The, the fight is to surrender and trust. And so you're in that hotel in Bridgeport, bored, frustrated, wrestling with God, and you're having heart level wrestles going, am I going to surrender or am I going to let my anger take over? Yeah. 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 It's, and it's, it's very easy to let your anger take over. And it's, 
it's very easy because that's what the flesh ultimately would do is as imperfect people it's just like get angry and and mad at god and ask the classic why god or why me but um yeah like you said it's just a, it's a surrender thing you know like all right like you know what you're doing but it's just like it's frustrating but uh you know ultimately you know what you're doing you got a plan for me so just try to you know just try to enjoy and, and do what i can in the moment if, even if i wasn't doing much but so you leave Bridgeport, you come back to Worcester. Where is your mindset at today as the season is about to start? Like, are you are you flying on all cylinders? Are you confident? Where are you at today, heading into the year? Yeah, I'm I'm definitely excited to get to get going again. And ultimately, obviously, it's not where I want to be. You know, you want as athletes, you want to improve, you want to move up. Um, so I, I'm excited to get going. I think definitely there's um, some anxiousness to to the season and, you know, how, how you're going to perform and, and all that. And, um, but yeah, I ultimately feel, feel good. And I'm, I'm ready and I'm excited to get going. How do you deal with that anxiety looking forward to the future? Cause we all face that the year's about to start. You, you, you had a great season last year, but you don't know how this year is going to go. You got the nerves that are rising and you feel the pressure of performance as a follower of Christ, a competitor for Jesus. How do you deal with that anxiety? Yeah. I mean, it's just, you have to just rely on, on your training and, and the work you put in and um, you know, you, I'm prepared. So it's just go in there and do your best and you can't ultimately control the, the results. And um, like you said, again, it's just, a, it's a surrender thing, uh, just surrendering to Christ. And he's, whatever's going to happen with your performance is, is he's going to control that and uh, more, more than you are. So you just got to have confidence in that and, and ultimately yeah, surrender that up to him. Yeah, so surrendering, for me, one of the things that would always really help me is is remembering the purpose that I'm, I'm here for. Like, I'll never forget, uh, you know, being uh, in my career, my, my fourth season was one of the hardest years. My fifth year becomes this year of my life. I get to lead the entire ECHL in goals, uh, which is, I mean, a miracle of a year. It didn't happen again, but it was like <laughs> a gift of God. And, and then the sixth year comes, and I start the year uh, in Allen, but I immediately get called up to the American League and uh and then and then quickly have like you had bad experience my experience was horrible going to San Jose at this time and uh I'll never forget you know being sent back down uh the way that the coach kind of let me down is he looked at me and he's like Steph he goes you weren't what we expected so we're gonna send you home and and it was like this kick to the gut where yeah. I'm you know and, and I go back to Allen and I'm feeling all these emotions and these 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 frustrations and I'm, I'm wrestling about you know not being where I was hopeful to be I just led the league in goals and now you know the opportunity didn't go the way I expected and I'm in your shoes getting ready feeling the nerves getting ready for the year one yeah. of the things that would always just strengthen and, and, and encourage me is remaining focused that that God has a purpose, an eternal purpose. Hockey is the tool to impact lives for eternity. And he is sending me somewhere. He, I'm not being rejected by man. I'm being sent by God to go and impact some lives. And so for you, it's, it's yes, we rely on our training because that matters. Yes, we surrender fully to the Lord. But also like there's an element where this eternal purpose gets in our minds and we're attacking something bigger than ourselves because hockey's not about us. Hockey's about yeah. impacting other people's lives. And so for you, how does that play in for you, this eternal purpose using hockey as a tool? Do you resonate with that? How does that apply to you? I think a lot for me, especially is I, 
I live, I try to live my life in, in a way that's representative of Christ where people know how I live is different. And I'm definitely very vocal too about my faith. And, and you know, guys know I am a Christian and then I'll talk to some guys about it, but, um, and other guys will approach me. Uh, but yeah, I just, I want to use it as a platform to touch as many people as I can, whether it's through my words or my actions. Um, but yeah. So you don't force Jesus down people's throats. You don't, you don't force spiritual conversations ever, but you're, you're living out your faith. You're standing firm for Christ. And then when doors open up, you're not afraid of the spiritual conversations. In fact, you probably pray for them and you yeah. want to encourage people toward the Lord, but you're not trying to force your way in, you know, in to do that. So speak to that. Like how, how does that play out in a locker room where many of your guys likely don't know Christ? Yeah, so it's just like a lot of things I like to do, like little things that I like to invite guys to church and stuff like that, where it's just, you know, it's harmless. You're not shoving the Bible down their throat or anything like that. You're like, hey, I'm going to church on Sunday. You guys want to go or something like that. Guys will tag along. And we've had, I've had guys actually a few weeks ago, I went to one and uh, with some other guys and we got back and one kid was like, oh, where were you guys? We're like, oh, we're at church. He's like, oh, like, I want to come next time. So it's just like, you know, God will open, open those doors as long as, as you're diligent in living your life that he's called you to live is if you just live this sinful life and you become part of the culture like those opportunities aren't going to present themselves because like why would they you know you're not prepared for those for those conversations so you mm -hmm. just like you prepare for for hockey and for the season you always have to be preparing for for those conversations and those opportunities and you have to so be praying good. for those opportunities so good, man. So good. I love it. That's, that's awesome. So today we've talked about identity a bit. We've talked about surrender. We talked about dealing with, with trial and how do we stay confident and encouraged even when, you know, things don't go the way we expected and trusting God amidst those times and, and, and fighting to be on the offense, to stay confident, you know, in the transitions that can happen. We've talked about a whole bunch of stuff, living on our faith in, in, as a competitor for Christ on a team where many don't know Jesus. Is there anything else that you would love to encourage competitors for Christ around the world with, you know, with your story, with what you've been through? Is there anything you'd love to encourage them with? And I got one final question and we'll be done. Yeah. I mean, just, just have, it's, it's tough to be, to be diligent in anything you do. And I know for me, I, I've had times in my life where, with my reading in the Bible and my prayer life has been um, absent essentially. And, uh, so I just encourage you guys to be, to be diligent in that and, and community helps so much with that. Find other people who are like-minded and, and hold each other accountable and, uh, just be diligent and get in that routine. And, and you just, yeah, it's amazing what, what it can do and what he can do for you. So good. I love how you mentioned community. Yeah. And for any pro guys that might be listening to this call, we have a pro community that meets regularly on Mondays and we would love to get you plugged in. Please reach out to us on that. Uh, for, for others that want to get involved in community with other competitors for Christ, we have monthly events with pure encouragement. We'd love for you to check out the website and get, get to know what those are. Cause I'm with you, with you, Quinn, like community is so vital who we surround ourselves with really helps us through the difficult times and through the great times. And we have to surround ourselves with people that are chasing Christ and eternal things, not just get sucked into the world and be chasing the wrong stuff. You know, it's, it's so well said. Uh, my final question for you, Quinn, is this. What is one thing that God has been speaking to you this week from his word in your intimate walk with him as you're chasing him intimately? What, what's one thing he's been speaking to you out of, out of his word this week? 
Yeah, so I know we talked a little bit actually earlier about, you know, being anxious for the start of the season and what's to come and um, how you're going to do, how not you're going to do, where you're going to be in the lineup, all that stuff. And I was talking with a friend a, a couple of days ago, actually. I'm going to pull it up so I don't butcher the verse, but <laughs> I think it was Matthew 6.34. Um, it says, therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. So it's just essentially like God's going to take care of the future. He's going to take care of tomorrow. You you focus on what He has for you today, and He'll He'll take care He'll take care of the rest. Let's go, man. What a way to end it. That's powerful, man. So good. God's got tomorrow. Let's surrender and trust. Let's use sport as a tool to impact lives. Quinn, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. And and all of you friends, uh, if there's anything that we can do to support you and your career, we would love to do it. Please check out our, all of our stuff, our peer encouragement app, our peer encouragement website, the blog that we have. Uh, please get involved. We would love to come alongside and strengthen you to impact lives for eternity. And uh, Quinn, we pray blessings on your career, man. Blessings on your upcoming season. You are going to crush it, man. And you're inspiring and impacting so many lives. It's been an honor to do this with you today. Yeah, thanks for having me, Gary. A lot of fun. Friends, if this encouraged you today, please consider subscribing or sharing with a friend. And as always, keep speaking life to those in your life. You have no idea the impact you can make when you choose to speak life to someone's soul. God bless. 